Support for Girls on the Peace comes from Snow Fennel. Snow Fennel offers the perfect luxury layers for all life's adventures. The magic of merino wool keeps you comfortable all day, whilst temperature regulating in the coldest conditions. From fine merino base layers to slim fit jumpers, gilets for extra warmth and loads of accessories for men and women, the idea was born out of the need for layering while still looking stylish. Yes, and best of all, they come in colours we love, from rainbow stripes to neon yellows and pinks. And they are so soft and comfortable to wear, ensuring the perfect match for all levels of exercise. Please follow the link in our podcast description to take you to their website. Welcome to Girls on the Beast, your weekly ski fix with Emma Woodward and me, Bella Syme. This week we have a chat with Olympic skier, presenter, journalist and adventurer Graham Bell. We discuss how he swapped presenting Ski Sunday to take part in Dancing on Ice. He talks about the World Cup and Dave Riding, plus his thoughts on the rest of the season and more. Yes, and we'll also be looking into trips we're planning for as soon as restrictions allow and discussing how the pandemic is making us look into taking different ski and travel experiences to what we usually would do. Oh, um, so how's everything been this week? Yeah, it's been good, Bells. How are you? Fine. I just feel like this weather is so depressing. I need, I can't, you know what? I'm fine in the UK and I was fine in lockdown in the summer because it was sunny, but now it's shit weather and it's dark all day and it's the season. I'm finding it really hard, actually. Yeah, I'm definitely finding winter lockdown harder than summer lockdown something i'd never thought we'd really be discussing a lot of people say they prefer winter lockdown because they can just like nest and you know get all cozy but i'm definitely finding this harder yeah i think it's because we're winter girls as well yeah i I agree with you i know what you mean that's what some of my friends are saying because they're like oh we just lock ourselves indoors and watch movies and light the fire but i'm like no emma and i should be on the slopes right now and it's really hard (laughs) can't go skiing can't leave our house also, do you know what's pissed me off? Is every county in England, or in the UK, almost every county has snow right now. So people are just going ski touring out of their homes. I know, and here and it's just raining. Yeah. It's literally rank. Where we are, there's rain, but no snow. So mm. I've got, I've even got my skins out. I've got my skins out. I've got them all ready. If it snows, I'm going for a little hike. Uh, what's been keeping you sane in lockdown? Oh, God. Alcohol, no, I'm What's been keeping me sane? Do you know what has really helped, actually, is having a dog, because yeah. we'll take our dogs out on dog walks, get fresh air, so important, gets me out of the house, gets me up, and actually it makes me feel better. Absolute saviours, for sure. Yeah, they've got a lot of energy, they're loving life, having about five million walks a week. Yeah, I've been trying to set myself little challenges every day, or every week that's so good well I did that last time like I tried to run a 10k which I did eventually terrible runner trying to do a headstand and yoga haven't managed that yet and trying to do a pull-up as well I can't even do one pull-up but yeah that's oh my god I can't do a pull-up they're so hard aren't they unless someone's holding my legs like yeah so what kind of how you you've been so good trying to keep a routine with fitness I mean I was last time in the summer just because I was so bored I was Without exercise, it's just there's just nothing to do uh, apart from work. Mm. But yeah, no, it's it's harder now. It's just dark so early. You end up just working all day, and then you just 
suddenly it's dark and then it's cold and you don't want to go outside but um but yeah in the summer I was much, I had, had a good regime going on and lots of cooking nice. doing so much cooking being a good housewife being a good housewife and at this time last year bells we were probably I speak for lots of people in the ski industry we're having the best winter work-wise and you were out in Morzine getting engaged I know how mental is that it's literally a year ago last week I know it's crazy and never thought this time last year that we'd both be married by now <laughs> I know what the hell and then suddenly look at us we're now both married women anyway so this week we are going to be talking, as we've already said, about well, we have Graham Bell joining us soon. It's been so good having Ski Sunday back on our screens, actually. It's quite nice to have a bit of normality back. Just having things that are like from usual life, actually, like regular programmes, like Ski Sunday. Just it's a bit of normality, isn't it? Look at my happy face. Cup of tea and a crumpet, watching Ski Sunday after a nice walk. Definitely. I totally agree. It's that... And actually now it's on a, a, in the afternoon, isn't it? Early evening. Mm. So it's the perfect time. You get back after your day, you settle down for the evening, put on Ski Sunday. Do you know what? Ski Sunday is so iconic. You know, my granny spoke about it. You know, my parents always watched it. Yeah. And I just love that it's still going. Such a childhood memory. It is a childhood memory. I mean, you know, I've been obsessed with skiing since a young age. And, you know, I got a mobile phone. My ringtone was Ski Sunday. You know, I had my alarm as Ski Sunday for a while until my boyfriend, well, now husband, decided that it was doing his actual head in and was like, you can't have Ski Sunday for another day on your phone. I mean, it was a good solid year. The theme tune always makes me cry. (laughs) Everyone who knows me takes the piss out of me because, um, like, theme tunes just make me well up. I don't know why. Like, the Wimbledon theme tune. Actually, even X Factor. I was just crying. Oh, my God, Emma. Really you're so funny. It's nostalgic. It is, though. You're so right. You're quite right. It is. It is. But, I mean, I get Wimbledon. I get Ski Sunday. X Factor. <laughs> I and mean... most films, actually. Just, yeah. Quite, quite a lot. Oh, um... Anyway, let's crack on with the podcast so we are so excited to have the one and only the incredible skier extraordinaire graham bell with us today hi how are you doing so great to have you on five times olympic skier and one of the finest downhill skiers the uk has ever produced graham is also an acclaimed broadcaster and journalist graham's become a household name presenting the iconic bbc ski sunday for over 20 years and has remained at the forefront of British sport, including commentating on the Winter Olympics. He's also tackled several challenges, including the Arctic Circle Race, the Clip Around the World Yacht Race, and the Marathon de Saab, to name a few. And he uses his experience as a TV presenter and cameraman to enable him to cover many extreme sporting events. Yeah, and now we can add Dancing on Ice to that list as well. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. How is it swapping your skis for ice skates? Well, I mean, I think every skier does a little bit of skating because, you know, it's like you do it when the mountains shut. It's one of those things that you end up doing. I mean, the Canadians, the Canadian ski team take it really seriously. They actually have a skating camp every spring in kind of May time. And they do two weeks of ice hockey training. Oh, is that right? And they, yeah, they get really good at ice hockey. But if a skier like Alan Baxter, for example, was a great ice hockey player. Uh, if skiers tend to do skating, it tends to be hockey rather than figure skating. 
figure skating is not really kind of on the repertoire. <laughs> I'm very excited to see you in action tonight. First uh, episode. Yes, yeah, yeah, we'll be on the first episode. We were supposed to be competing in week one, but we had an accident and I fell. My partner, Yebin Mok, fell behind me and, and, and cut her leg really badly. So she's out for this week uh, and for probably the next couple of weeks, but we'll be hoping to come back into the show. In the meantime, I've had to relearn all of the routines with a, a new partner. Oh, God. Karina Manta. So I've been working hard with Karina, but they, they swapped us over to second to to week two to give us a bit of time to to adjust and because it is very different moving from one partner to the next and yeah so tonight tonight is a is a group skate so i'm in the group skate i'm part of that group performance so that's that's it really nothing much to, uh, nothing much uh, to do tonight i want to hear about i can't wait to see what is that one for your outfits coming into your uh, dressing uh, room yes that is outfits coming into my dressing room that's the one for the group skate tonight yeah that's nice very nice, exciting nice pink shirt and yeah. i was about to say are we allowed to discuss the color <laughs> Wait till you see the app that I've got for week one. I, Graham, I can't. Week two. I really want to hear about your outfits. Have you got some sexy, sparkly, glittery numbers? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's basically that. Yeah, it's a onesie because wow. Worst music is the Ski Sunday routine. So uh, yeah, it's uh, brilliant. It's the cheesiest onesie that you've ever ever seen. They've done a really good job at finding it. <laughs> Um, I can't wait to see it. Also, talking about outfits, I screenshotted this the other day. You know you're doing, you've got the campaign for Snow for Now. Yeah. What? <laughs> Talk to me, Graham, about this shot. <laughs> Which, oh, oh, nice one. <laughs> I was dying. It's <laughs> <laughs> got a zip. I am gonna I'm gonna um attach that when we post it on Instagram. Okay, so for the listeners who can't see what we're looking at, this picture, how do I explain it? Okay, so basically doesn't leave much to the imagination. Graham's got a top unzipped, very, very low. In fact, fully unzipped actually. Yeah, have you seen Magic Mike? So you've seen Matthew McGonaghy and Magic Mike. Yeah. Um, that's the look that I was going for in that shot. <laughs> It's I love it. Like kind of male stripper look. <laughs> um, Graham, it was so good to have Ski Sunday back on our screens last week, and amazing they managed to make it work logistically, having Shemi and Ed Lee out there. Are you missing it? Dancing on ice come as a really welcome challenge um, at the moment. We're all kind of everyone in the ski industry is sort of struggling, so I guess it was quite an exciting thing to come along. It was, yeah, I mean, Dancing on Ice coming along was amazing. Uh, and, you know, I had to make a choice between Dancing on Ice, which I was was guaranteed uh, mm-hmm. was going to happen, and Ski Sunday, which has had to kind of really, really adapt. And, you know, Ed's done a great job of setting everything up in, in Larks. And it was, yeah. the fact that, uh, it was the fact that Shemi was already out there in Switzerland and had been out there coaching. And the fact that uh, the cameraman and Ed were living in New Zealand it meant that they could kind of sacrifice their uh, safety, if you like, of yeah. being in a country with zero coronavirus to move into Switzerland, which was actually in a very high level yeah. of coronavirus. But they were happy to do that. I'm not sure if I would have got into Switzerland uh, in time for the first show. I mean, yeah. it would have been tough. I mean, that would have been even worse. I mean, it sat at home 
watching Ed and Chevy out there. And then yeah, strange not being able to make it. So twenty it's years. Yeah, it's a very strange year, and you know all these stories that are coming out. I mean, I think it's just you know the mountains are going to stay there, and you know if we can get out this season, it would be great. But Ski Sunday is on air. And it's showing people the ski racing because the ski racing is struggling through and it's happening as well. Or those, you know, Vengen was cancelled yeah. um, because of an outbreak in Vengen um, of the British the British variant <laughs> or the, the Brexit variant, as we like to call it. Yeah. Uh, just, to, just to kind of make our names even more like mud. I know. <laughs> added to Brexit. Oh, like terrible, terrible. Just don't, just don't. Um, but, talking about Vengen, so that then got moved to Kitzbühel. Yeah, and then, and that, and then uh, yeah, so they were, they were going to have a double slalom in Kitzbühel, and then. And then now we're then, in Flocker, Flocker, how do you say it? It's Flachau. So it's the home of Flachau. Flachau. Yeah, okay. they're, they're racing in Flachau today. And uh, I think they, they've confirmed that Kitzbühel will happen and the downhills will happen next weekend in Kitzbühel, which will be amazing. Okay, epic. Getting to watch. Did you see Dave riding this morning? Yeah, yeah Dave riding is racing soon, actually. So uh, we need to no, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll finish this and we'll hurry up. And Dave, um, but yesterday, and obviously podium finished last weekend in Adelboden, amazing. Yeah, incredible podium in Adelboden. He's never done well in Adelboden. And Adelboden was always the first race where we saw him with Ski Sunday. And we're like, come on, Dave, you can do this. Even last year, we got Jurgen Klopp to record a message, uh, you know, a personal message. And we thought, if that can't make Dave ski fast in Adelboden, then nothing will. And he did, you know, he was like, I don't think he made, I'm not sure what his best results have been in Adelboden, but I don't think he's made top 10. And then the oh, one yeah. year, the one year where we're not there. <laughs> Oh, I know. Pops in onto the podium. Smashed it. But, uh, but luckily we had, uh, you know, he was able to Zoom and, uh, the, you know, modern technology, we were able to get the interview with him. Yeah, that worked really well. Yeah. We're, we're all getting pretty used to this Zoom malarkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and back to Wengen, obviously the famous Labhorn. Tell us, what is it one of your favourite places that you've raced or tell I us about like that. I liked racing in Vengen. I like going to Vengen. Um, I never really got on too well with the course um, because it's, you know, if you make a mistake in Vengen, uh, there's like tight turns on the flat and then uh, and then there's long gl- gliding sections straight after. Uh, so if you make a mistake on these flat turns, you just pay for it for like the next 30 seconds and you can feel your, your speed just dripping away. I preferred Kitzbühel because it's steep and you can get away with making mistakes on the steep because gravity immediately uh, will pick you back up again. And you can be, you know, you can be kind of, you don't have to be so super clean on your edges. Uh, you can be more aggressive and just fight for the line. And uh, yeah, that's, that's why I kind of preferred Kitzbühel to Wengen. It's a different, you know, that's why it's quite incredible when you get, when you see downhill races win both the classics, Kitzbühel and Wengen. Yeah, yeah, because that's so different different courses yeah and then so because that's the longest downhill race right yeah Alberhorn is the longest downhill on the world cup tour it's also got the, the course with the highest uh, recorded speed johan claret over 100 kilometers 100 miles an hour down the house wow. in bangen god that's mega um and across the hill in murren so my family skied a lot in bangen so i grew up skiing quite a bit there across the hill in murren I've done the Inferno a few times. You've done it, right? I've never done the Inferno. But you haven't? The same week as Kitzbühel. So oh. The weekend. So I've never been able to do the Inferno. 
Uh, Shemi went to do it last year for Ski Sunday. So we covered it for Ski Sunday last year. And I grew up skiing in Murren, so I was a member of the Kandahar Ski Club. Me too. Uh, we go out and stay in the Grand Chalet. And, uh, you know, that's where we did most of our training uh, before I kind of yeah. came the national team. Because when I started with Kandahar, you know, it was Murren was long gone. It, we weren't there anymore. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of nice that I then have been, you know, went managed to go back. It was in my early 20s when I first started, when I first moved to the Alps. I was over in Murren uh, doing the Inferno and then all the fun little Kandahar races. And it's such a great resort. I love it. Yeah. We're really all missing the mental and physical escapes that go with being in the mountains at the moment while we're stuck here in the UK. Is there anything that you're doing to get your ski fix at home, like fitness-wise, or is Dancing on Ice taking over your whole life? Dancing on Ice has pretty much taken over, but I tell you what, I did go skiing in the uh, indoor snow centre, and immediately I felt that my uh, my balance points were, were, were absolutely spot on, even having not skied in six months before this lockdown three uh, happened. I went skiing in um, in the snow centre at Hemel, and I was like, "Wow, I'm really on it. I'm balanced." And and you know, I think that it's all down to the skating. Oh, so okay. I'm going to continue skating. You know, it's a brilliant way of uh, of getting ready uh, for skiing. So yeah, it's it, yeah, it's not going away for skating for me. Bella and I were saying we're both terrible at ice skating skiing you can't fall over backwards but you can I know when I was when I was living in Verbier I started taking ice hockey lessons because I thought it was the coolest sport ever and I wanted to be good at it and I was fucking shit (laughs) (laughs) anyway apart from all the hot Canadians that are amazing at it I didn't mind that yeah well Lindsay Vaughn's going out with a uh, an ice hockey player oh right okay I'll check them out (laughs) Graham, fun fact about you, you've, you've achieved a Guinness World Record for fastest towed speed on skis, where you were towed by a car at 117 miles per hour. Have you got any more bucket list challenges that you want to do or what's next? Yeah, so after Dancing on Ice, I don't really know. I mean, I'm, it, hopefully it'll be another ski challenge. Yeah, the Jaguar one was, um, my original idea was to try and get a jetpack. Um, and I was talking to Jaguar about building a jetpack. Uh, and part of the idea was that you would get, I would get towed in uh, wearing the jetpack so that it would save on fuel. And once I got to 100 miles an hour, I'd be able to fire up the jets and then accelerate even faster. So uh, the jetpack proved quite expensive. Uh, so we went, we went uh, with the towed speed skiing world record because it was an existing world record. Right. And, uh, was that with Jaguar? It was with Jaguar it, at the uh, Land Rover and Jaguar uh, test facility in Sweden, a place called Plog. It's on a frozen oh. lake, and uh, yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, that's possible. Could revisit that, revisit the uh, the toad speed skiing uh, world record because it'd be nice to go even faster. I thought you'd done something on with Top Gear and Jeremy Clarkson, no? Making that up? No, no, didn't. No, we didn't end up on uh, no, no Clarkson for me. Should have been. We, 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 I think it might stem from the fact that Ed Lee once dressed up as Clarkson and we did something on Ski Sunday taking the piss. Uh, for- uh, <laughs> so after yeah. that, I don't think we'll ever get invited onto anything that Clarkson's doing. Love it. And just two last questions. Just back to the racing. Okay, who is your top pick for up-and-coming talent in British snow sports? Okay, but you can't excluding those the two Europa Cup boys who are doing so well at the moment. Uh, yeah, Billy yeah. Major. So Billy Major. And Laurie Taylor. And Laurie Taylor. So I can't mention them. Well, I've got to say it has to be Reese Reese Bell. 
you know, my brother's daughter, you know, my niece. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So she's back racing. Uh, she's won, She won a race over in the States this season. Uh, you know, it's difficult racing right now, but she's at the university and, yeah, she's up and coming. And, yeah, that's my top tip. That would be so cool to get a bell back in the Olympics. Yes, it would be awesome, especially if oh. I was there to commentate on her. <laughs> Amazing. And this season is obviously so up in the air. Do you think we're going to be able to go out skiing towards the end of the season? What's your crystal ball prediction? Um, I think we'll probably be able to go. Uh, the question is, will we be able to afford the testing that would be necessary to go? You know, mm. with a family of four, you're going to need to test before you go into France. Mm. Uh, and then you're going to need to test again when you come back into the UK. And if you're looking at close to 100 quid a test, that's 800 quid onto the price of your holiday. So that's yeah. not ideal. No. Mm. So, yeah, not, not, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, but I'm not, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And last question that we ask all our guests, if you could teleport to one place to go skiing right now, where would it be? Uh, Niseko, Japan. I've heard they've got incredible powder right now. It does look um, amazing. Yeah, I want to go get some uh, Japal. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's powder, there's great powder across the Alps, but there's nothing like Japanese powder. I'm still to try. It sounds amazing. Oh, thank you so much for giving thank us you. time mid-break. Good luck with Dancing on Ice. Good luck with the rest of your training. You'll smash it. We'll be voting yeah. for you. Fingers uh, uh, crossed. <laughs> Bye. See you soon. I don't know about you, Bells, but I am loving my snow nail jumper at the moment. It's really come in handy in this cold weather. I wore on a run actually the other day in that freezing weather we had the other weekend and uh, it really keeps you the perfect temperature. Yeah, I totally agree. I've been living in mine too. And actually, you know what's really good? I find it so comfy because it's quite thin. It's not too bulky, so you can layer it really easily and it's still mm. super warm. So, um, Ryan would teleport to Japan right now. What about you? Where would you go? I think if I could go anywhere, I'm kind of thinking of loads of different trips now. I think post, um, well, during lockdown, and because we don't know what's going to happen with the lifts and everything opening up, we're kind of thinking about things we might, you know, looking outside the box a bit. When I went to Stard last year, I ended up getting the Golden Pass Railway back from Stad to Montreux, which was insanely beautiful. And I'm now obsessed with Swiss railway journeys. <laughs> um, oh, wow. But I, yeah, it would just be amazing to do a ski touring trip, I think. Europe's longest glacier is reached by this beautiful train ride from the Swiss resort of Grindelwald. And it goes up to Europe's highest train stop. And then you tour up for three hours with a guide. And then it's an incredible seven kilometre descent down to the valley bottom. It just sounds amazing and something that I'd love to do. That does sound insane. I think I'm going to have to come in your suitcase. Sorry, Will. <laughs> that sounds really good. What about you? Okay, so my absolute bucket list place I would dream to teleport to in the world to ski is Baffin Island. Mm. I'm obsessed but obviously right now it's not the right time of year to ski. There's a very short time frame to ski at, right. on Baffin Island, which is four weeks in April. It's kind of the new Alaska. It's got 
your on skied mountains it's got your name name the mountain you ski down you know you can literally still be the first person to ski a new line Mm. which just for me uh, excites me so much and not only is Baffin Island got insane skiing terrain and everything I you know it's very much Eskimo you know there's still Eskimos living there. They are still killing seals and eating them raw on the beach, essentially, mm. to stay alive. There's polar bears still in their natural habitat. It's not humanized. Is that even a word? At all. Mm. And this amazing American family, the Webbers, are, um, run this, this heli ski operation out of there. And wow. I'm desperate to go. So the main question we've been asked is, fairly obviously, when can we ski? We touched on this with Graham, but it's, it is just so dependent on infection levels and, you know, different resorts. Um, what are your thoughts, Bells? Yeah, I think uh, my feeling, my gut feeling is that towards the end of the season, we'll be able to ski and they'll, through March and April, there will be some skiing. But to what extent, we do not know. And... I think essentially this season is a bit of a write-off mm. with the view that 2021 will be bigger, better, busier, 2021, 2022. Yeah, looking for looking ahead to next season really now. And if we can see this season, it's going to be a bonus. Okay, so thanks for listening. We'll be releasing this podcast every Monday, so please tune in. Contact us by email at girlsonthepiste at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at girlsonthepiste. Please subscribe to the pod wherever you are listening, rate us and write a review to help us get the word out. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye.